Welcome to the New Normal Podcast that includes you and in our conversations about the scriptures and how we think about God. We are seekers of truth, askers of lots of questions, and wannabe scriptorians. We strive to demonstrate the joy of living the gospel of Jesus Christ through the study of the scriptures. So let's get started. All right, so this is the third of uh, and last podcast for Samuel the Lamanite. Um, so this one's going to be, I, I don't want it to be too, like, doctrinally hard to understand, but it's going to be Abrahamic covenant. You don't want to go, like, serious, like, academic. Yeah, I don't want this to be. With you guys, that's tricky. Hey, wow. <laughs> <laughs> so, we got this. Let's you guys go. are too smart. <laughs> no, you're so smart. That's a blessing. That's hard work and effort. So here's the question. The question is, so Abrahamic covenant, why is it important to you personally? So let me give just a really quick context. Um, in the Old Testament, we're introduced to two two really important what we would call covenants. The covenant that God promises to Abraham is called the Abrahamic covenant. And that's when he promises, I will bless you with seed. I'll bless you with, pos- with posterity and family. I'll bless you with priesthood power. And I'm going to bless you with land. He actually gives them a, a specific place, a specific right? place that you call your. And, and often scholars will actually say, hey, there's, there's a lot, of, there's a real heavenly view of this. We're promised the same things. We're promised eternal, internal families, right? We're promised access to the celestial kingdom, and we're we're promised God's power to to become like Him. So all these things kind of play out. Um, Then we have a second covenant in the Old Testament, and it's the Law of Moses, which is actually less a covenant that God makes with us and more our covenant with God. It's ensuring that we will be obedient. We will be loyal to meet the the covenant that He's made with us, right? Which Ten Commandments. Yep. Those aren't God making us promises. It's us promising, hey, we won't kill nobody. We won't worship other gods. You know, all those things. That's our covenant. And then Christ comes and he makes a covenant. He says, the law of Moses, that what you promised God, that's kind of a lower law. My law that I want you to, to keep is the higher law. Don't kill anybody. That's fine. I don't even want you to be mad at people. Um you know, give alms to the poor, but I want you to do it in such a way that nobody gives you praise. Like he ups it. Mm-hmm. The Book of Mormon is one giant book about covenants, specifically how God kept his Abrahamic covenant, how he's making that still available to everybody. So now opening that up with that kind of context in mind, um, from Samuel the Lamanite or whatever perspective you want, why is the Abrahamic covenant? important to you personally. So we should also mention the reason we're talking about that is that in that in Helaman 15 one of the prophecies that Samuel the Lamanite gives is that the Lamanites in the last days because because they're so willing to repent, because they're so willing to 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 follow Christ when they hear the gospel, that even though there's going to be a dwindling in in unbelief they're going to be saved in the last days. Yes, verse verse twelve. The covenant right. is that 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 God's not going to forget about them. Nephites, on the other hand, you've had tons had of signs. Right. You had tons of opportunity, and you have willfully rebelled against this covenant. That's why you're going to be destroyed in four hundred. You have not been. You've not kept loyal to right. your covenant, and therefore God cannot. Be so Nephites, you'll be destroyed. Lamanites, you will continue on. Right. And that's why that's why we're talking about it here. Do you wanna do you wanna go? Yeah, so to answer that question, I do want to go to verse five. 
um, towards the middle, and they do observe to keep his commandments and his statutes and his judgments according to the law of Moses. Yea, I say unto you, that the more part of them are doing this, and they are striving with unwearied diligence, that they may bring the remainder of their brethren to the knowledge of the truth. Therefore, there are many who do add to their numbers daily. Why does the Abrahamic covenant mean so much to me? It's because of this unwearied diligence that I have found. Um, I used to think, oh, I've been baptized, check. I go to church, check. I know differently now. I understand that I have made covenants with God. And with unwearied diligence, I will not only keep those covenants myself, but I will share them with others. And because of that, I will receive the covenants are what provide me access to all of those fullness of God's blessings. And God's blessings, that is worth every unweary, diligent act that I'll choose in this life. Yeah. And I'll keep doing it day in and day out. It's a great eternal perspective. Mm-hmm. I just love keep going. It's not just I've checked it off and I've done it, now I'm done. It's every day I keep that covenant with God and I receive those promised blessings that He promises me. Love it. It's interesting. You talk about one of the... Um, one of the parts of the covenant for Abraham was was a land of inheritance. Right. The, the Book of Mormon is a story that begins with a people that are forced to flee a land of their inheritance to a better land of inheritance. Right. They gotta work for a it. A promised land. Yeah. And there's a lot of work, yeah. Mm-hmm. And and then and then there's a then there's a thousand year history of work to maintain this promised land. Because they're constantly being told, inasmuch as you keep the commandments, you shall prosper in the land. But if you don't. But if you don't, you're going to be cut off and you'll be destroyed. Right. We, have, we have the Jaredite story where they ended with complete destruction. We know the Nephite story is going to end with destruction. But verse 12, Helaman 15, 12, Yea, I say unto you that in the latter times the promises of the Lord, promises equals covenant, have been extended to our brethren, the Lamanites. And notwithstanding the many afflictions which they shall have... And notwithstanding, they shall be driven to and fro upon the face of the earth, and be hunted, and shall be smitten and scattered abroad, having no place for refuge, the Lord shall be merciful unto them. Um, Just studying U.S. history, we know that the Lamanites have not been treated very well. And I wouldn't even say U.S. history. Well, Because let's be honest, it needs to be North and South America. When the Spanish show up, they're called the conquistadores, which means conquerors. Yep. And they they are, they are. They are integrated with with the Catholic religion. They're treated poorly. Um, You know, the, the European settlers bring disease with them. You have the Trail of Tears, where Andrew Jackson forces the removal of Indian tribes, and they're forced to go to reservations in the West, Oklahoma being specifically that location. Um, So where do you see the mercy? So here's the mercy, title page of the Book of Mormon. The whole purpose of this book, we just got done talking about signs. The Book of Mormon is a sign of the coming of of the Savior Jesus Christ in these last days. So, second paragraph, about halfway down, it tells us that this abridgment is to show unto the remnant of the house of Israel, specifically the Lamanites, this is, the first paragraph says it was written to the Lamanites, who are a remnant of the house of Israel. Right. So this book is written to the Lamanites, 
and to the rest of the house of Israel four things. One, what great things the Lord has done for their fathers. So by reading the Book of Mormon story, we even remember, human, we're going to remember the Lamanites, you guys were the good guys yeah. for a real long time. And you are allowed to survive and persist in your culture because of that, where the Nephites were destroyed. Two, that they may know the covenants of the Lord. So there's a reminder of, okay, you guys are still here because of covenants. And we're going to remind you that God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, is your God. And when, when Lamanites hear this, that's why there's so much success in Central and South America countries with the gospel. Because when they hear the gospel message, they, they're like, yeah, I remember this. Yep. They're reminded of the covenant. Um, three, they are not cast off forever. There's a period of time where, yeah, Native Americans are treated very, very poorly. But man, they are coming into their own. They are not cast off forever and they are growing. Seeing, again, where is all the growth happening right now? Central South America, Mexico, lands of Lamanites. Yep. And then the fourth thing is to convince all that Jesus is the Christ, the eternal God, manifesting himself unto all nations. This is the covenant. This is why it's so pertinent for me. Okay. Okay, Devin. So, we, have, we, we, we got to introduce you really quickly. We have a student speaker here, so Devin's going to... Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Go. <laughs> so I just like how Brother Anderson was talking about how Christ was being merciful unto them, because like originally reading chapter 15, this whole chapter is just the Nephites getting chastened, and I'm like, wow, right. like this is rough. But when we go to <laughs> verse 3, and probably just like halfway down, I like how it says... They have been a chosen people of the Lord. Yea, the people hath he chastened them. Yea, in the chase, yea, in the days of iniquities hath he chastened them because he loveth them. Mm-hmm. So Christ does this out of pure love. It's not like he's punishing us and he's asking us to do all these hard things because, yes, like these things are really hard to do, but he asks us to do them because he loves us and he wants us to get the blessings in store. And I know that if we do these things, the blessings are way bigger than how hard the things are to do. So let me end with this last thing. Um, When it comes to covenants, God's promises to us and then our conditions for keeping them. My favorite verse is DNC 82.10. And in Spanish, so English is, I, the Lord, am bound when you do what I say, but when you do not what I say, you have no promise. That's the English version, right? And that's the Abrahamic covenant and the Mosaic law. I promise these things. You keep the commandments. I'm loyal. Bound. I'm loyal. The word in Spanish is obligate. I, the Lord, am obligated. Like, he has to. My mission president used to say, you want to force God to do something? Keep your covenants. Keep your covenants. <laughs> he has to. Yeah, he's forced to he be is, a blessing. He is, and, and to be a perfect God, he will. And so that's actually quite comforting that um, we make covenants in the temple. We make covenants in baptism. We make covenants in sacrament. As we keep the commandments... His promise is that we will always have his spirit to be with us, which then prepares us for the promised land that is promised to all who are faithful. This podcast expresses independent views of hosts and guests, which are our own and are not intended to reflect the official views or teachings of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints.